morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the third edition, the third volume, the third episode. I don't know what we're even calling it, Tony, but it is the coaching staff. And I am back with my good friend, Tony Viss, out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mr. Viss, how was your weekend, my friend? It was a good weekend. We went uh, to Van Meter and celebrated one of our grandson's second birthday this weekend. So it was a good time. Good. And as far as the thing, you know, if you're if we're doing threes, aren't we doing, would it be the trifecta? It, we, we could do the trifecta. We could, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, just episode three. Uh, still, still waiting for, uh, to be picked up by a major network at some point here, you know, uh, you know, if we're, if we play our cards right, if we could get to a hundred episodes, we can get to syndication like Gilligan's Island or the Brady's Brady Bunch or something like that. So cheers. Cheer. Oh, cheers. All 276 episodes. I have the entire DVD set of every cheers episode right next to me. I am touching it right now, Tony. I am jealous. That is the greatest television show of all time. Thank you, my sir. We could we could do a whole. We should do a coaching staff just on Cheers. And, we could. Oh, that would that would be awesome. No one would listen, but we would have a great time. So. <laughs> we would have a great time. Well, before anybody turns off this episode, why don't we jump into our our topics for tonight? We had, we had two topics for tonight, kind of interrelated to one another. Uh, being supportive of other activities. Uh, in your community, and then also how to get your faculty, your staff, your student body uh, involved in your activity and, and wanting to be part of your activity. Uh, so which one do you want to start with, Tony? Uh, let's go with the faculty, getting the faculty involved in your activity. All right, so getting the faculty, getting the staff, getting the student body involved with the, the activity. Uh, I, you know, I think that's really important to do. Obviously, it's easier if you are a teacher in the building, if you are a faculty member, to have those day-to-day connections and people that you're talking to in the hallway or eating in the in the break room together with. So, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways to go at this. What are uh, what are some things that you've done, Tony, to kind of increase that? Uh, the positivity of your relationship with other faculty members and staff members to get them involved with your program. I 100% agree uh, with the part about it's much easier if you are in the building as a teacher, you know, uh, building those relationships, you know, whether that's eating lunch, whether that's talking in the hallway, whether that's at a meeting or whatever, and just kind of building those relationships along the lines. Um, I'll I'll just go to to my ace in in the hole here right out of the gate. Uh, the best idea that I've ever been, I've ever seen implemented was, and I, I know they've done this for football and a variety of sports, but I've seen some where they give them a t-shirt, a jersey, whatever the case may be, and then that said athlete, you know, we've talked about having skin in the game and having your athletes be involved, going to a teacher that has had an, a tremendous impact upon them, uh, you know, whether it's academically, uh, encouraging, whatever the case may be. And then uh, you have a, a teacher appreciation night or, or they ask them to wear the jersey at the game or whatever the case may be. I think that is probably the best one that I've seen. Just, you know, having your athletes reach out to teachers and tell them about the impact that they've had upon them. And then you have that teacher appreciation night, whether you do it at halftime, before the game, whatever the case may be. And that that's probably the best that I've ever seen and been around. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that implemented? What are what are kind of some different ways? How do the players go about it? Um, 
so forth and so on. Yeah, what happened was, um, you know, the head coach of the sport ends up uh, getting T-shirts. I'm thinking specifically of our boys' soccer program at Kennedy. Mm -hmm. And what they would do is those athletes would then meet with the teacher, whether that was before school, during the teacher's prep period, after school, whatever the case may be, and say, hey, um, I just want you to know the type of impact you've had on me. It's been very positive, whether you know, you, you helped them through a tough time, you were a listening ear, you were an encourager, um, your class was really fun, whatever the case may be, and then they invite them to come to the game as their guest, and so they show up at the match, and I'm trying to remember if they did, the, you know, they had them try a PK, whether it was before the game, I think, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was before the game, uh-huh. and uh, anyway, they ended up with 20-plus teachers there, and just really impacted, and and so you know that was something that just was a tremendous success in my my opinion. Yeah, I really like that idea. It's something that I have uh, thought about doing in the past. Honestly, never got around to it, um, but it, I I think it's a great idea, especially when you may have a a teacher who you work with, and maybe you don't have a great personal relationship with, but the common mm-hmm. bond that you have between the two of you is this student athlete that has you as a coach and has this person as a teacher and maybe you can kind of meet a, a a little bit of a middle ground between the two of you yeah you find that commonality that you have and you know you thank them and like you said it just kind of builds a bridge and maybe starts a conversation and the next thing you know maybe that teacher's not just at that teacher appreciation game uh they're there and along with their family and you mm-hmm. may end up winning some fans that way mm-hmm I also think uh, one of the things that we do a really good job at our school is we do like a poster shoot uh, each for each session or each uh, each uh, season. Excuse me. So a football team has their poster shoot, and and you know uh, softball in Iowa or I'm sorry, Nebraska is is in the fall, and so they have all their their posters, and then they give those away to the to the faculty and staff so they could put them up in their rooms and have them prominently displayed. So, you know, the schedule is right in front of them and the kids like to have them in front of, uh, in their classroom. And so the teacher can see them. And I, and I think that's really important to do. Um, I think that, uh, at my new job, uh, we have a, we have a quick faculty meeting. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 15 minutes, but every Friday we have a quick faculty meeting. And I think that's an opportunity to also reach out to your faculty and say, Hey, uh, you know, tomorrow night we play Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Going to be a great game. We'd love to have as many of you out there to support us. Uh, tip off is at six o'clock, and yeah, you just love to see you out there. Uh, little things like that uh, is is a big part of it. I also think that uh, you know when you go support other teachers' programs, they're more apt to come out and support yours, don't you think, Tony? Exactly. You know, uh, we went to the football game. We had our first uh, football game of the season on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so we hopped out there and, and the head football coach happens to be in my department. He and I are good friends. But I mean, like you're talking about, it, it means a lot to them to see, you know, fellow teachers there. And, you know, you were talking about how it echoes with the kids and stuff, but it also echoes with the kids' parents. We have a teacher. He goes to everything. Uh, he coaches freshman football. I uh, used to help out with the wrestling team, but I mean, he literally goes to everything. He goes when the teams make it to state, he travels with his family to Des Moines or wherever the, the state tournament happens to be. And it meant enough to a family that the dad of one of our players, uh, he has younger kids. One of his daughters had a softball game. Mm-hmm. The dad of this player came to his daughter's softball game. Wow. Yeah. 
that's how much that stuff means not only just to the players but also their their parents and their families yeah what do you say to the bah humbug faculty member as you're trying to get them to support your program you know how do you how do you how do you try to you know you know win them over a little bit to to your program you know, I think it's about anything. You know, people don't care what you know until they know how much you care. And so if you reach out to them, you know, sit by them at a faculty meeting, ask some questions in passing or whatever the case may be, and just kind of generate an interest in them, mm-hmm. you know, then all of a sudden it opens up doors and you can have conversations and say, hey, have you ever been to one of our games before? I think you would have a great time. Mm-hmm. And invite them as your guest or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I've heard of different ones where, you know, uh, Coaches have reached out to fellow teachers and had the, the teachers sit, you know, in the bleachers behind them on the bench and let them be in, you know, before the game or at halftime or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I've heard those stories before as well. Yeah. Have you ever thought, because I've thought about doing that. Uh, I actually ran the idea past my dad and he was like, well, what if you get a little bit, you know, too emotionally supercharged or, you know, so forth and so on. Sometimes that can be more negative than positive and, you know, it's it, he's he was right. You know, it, there is there is a risk reward to mm-hmm. it. Um, but maybe just having them sit on the end of the bench with the team one night might be a fun thing to do. Yeah, I'll give you a couple thoughts. One, um, we all do the junior thing, right? You know, junior cougar or yep. little cyclones or whatever. You know, you don't know for sure you're going to win that game, but it's probably <laughs> still very important that you do those nights and have like a poster signing where the you know, younger kids in the community can have their heroes, those high school player side things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I would encourage people to do that. And then the other thing that I, that I did one time, um, I'm trying to remember the coach that challenged me to do this, but they were talking about, hey, you probably have a retired coach in your community. Why not invite them into your practice and then let them sit there and watch and then have them take notes, give them a practice plan or a practice yeah. itinerary, have them take notes and look over the notes that might make their, their day, you know, their week or whatever the case may be. And I did that one time when I was in Audubon, had a retired coach come in, he watched practice and jotted a few notes down for me. And, uh, it was, it was very helpful. Yeah, I've def I've done that before. And that is, it's, it's just a great to have a fresh set of eyes, look at your team and give you a different perspective on things, and, and I I cannot encourage coaches enough to to do that because we get tunnel vision on our kids. We uh, you know we could have done this, we should have done this. You know Jimmy's here and Joey's here. You know whether that's positive or negative, and to have somebody else kind of take a look at it and make you think a little bit differently or force you to think outside the box a little bit, I think is a tremendous idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what you're saying. Sometimes this is a fresh approach, a fresh set of eyes. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you're with your kids all the time and your parents seem like, wow, they're, they're growing like a weed. You're like, really? I mean, because <laughs> you're with them all the time. You're not seeing those gains. And so here's a fresh set of eyes that hasn't seen them for a few weeks or whatever. And they're like, holy cow, they've shut up a little bit. And more times than not, they're right. Well, I have my kids, you know, running up the, the mountain in Siberia like Rocky Balboa and Rocky Four, you know. So <laughs> Rocky Four. I, I know I know my kids are putting in the time, you know. So, <laughs> uh, how about getting your uh, student body involved, Tony? Yeah, uh, there's been a variety of things that I've I've heard and, and seen implemented. Um, one, you have like a pep club 
and you get those kids that, that, you know, are a little extra pep in their step, so to speak. And mm-hmm. they kind of set up things and, and have fun things that you have, you know, the Hawaiian out or a Jersey out or whatever the case the may night. be. Yep. Um, another thing, and I think we, we talked about this in the first episode is you sell fan shirts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they come in with their shirt on and they have the back of the player that they're, they're supporting. Um, but you just kind of make it a fun thing. Um, you know, we've, we've done some things like at halftime, you know, for a dollar, take a half court shot. If you make it, you win, whatever. And Mm -hmm. so having some of those fun things, you know, maybe if they make it, they get a slice of pizza or whatever the case may be, T-shirt, you know, but those would be some ways to get them involved, um, you know, and then always encourage, you know, people uh, to be managers or Mm -hmm. to film your games or maybe you have that that kid in your class that's just fantastic with numbers and they can be stats for you and punch those in or whatever whatever the opportunity may be. But sometimes it's, you know, maybe being a little bit proactive. Uh, We have a special needs class that offers their uh, services to to wash uniforms if if, uh, athletic programs want to take them up on that. Very cool. And, you know, those are those are great. Yeah. If you are a coach in the Omaha, Council Bluffs, Lincoln area, be sure to sign up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaches Clinic Series to be held at DJ's Dugout at 114th and Dodge here in Omaha, Nebraska. The Omaha Metro Basketball Coaches Association has four clinic dates lined up, September 21st, September 28th, October 5th, and October 12th and we'll have some of the best coaches, not only from our region, but nationwide. If you're interested in signing up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaching Clinic Series, send your registration and fee to MBCA, care of Tom Crable at Boystown High School, 122 Heroes Boulevard, Boystown, Nebraska, 68010. Registration fee is only $75 per coach on your coaching staff, and you won't regret signing up for the Metro Basketball Coaches Association Coaches Clinics. I think that, you know, you're talking about the pep club and the theme nights, and I think that's a pretty common thing in a lot of schools, especially like during football season uh, now, and it's bleeding into basketball. I mean, football, it's so easy because it's one night a week. Everybody knows Friday nights, for the most part, you know, you guys play Thursday night, but uh, you know, I, I think that's really a big part of it. I think sometimes you just, as you're around a school, um, and this is something I was able to do last year as opposed to my first year, you kind of get to know the kids, and you, you go out and you specifically talk to the ringleaders, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the influential students that you know if you come to the game and you're cheering and you're up and you're loud – then other people are going to buy into it. And Mr. Plum or Mr. Viss would really, really appreciate it. And, you know, with us being career uh, coaches of, of female uh, players and, and the female teams, we don't get as much student body support at times as do the guys in just the natural uh you know, and what it should not be the natural evolution of things, but the way that uh, sports run sometimes the 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 men's sports overshadow the the women's sports, and it's not fair to our kids. And I will specifically, I know one of the things that I've really pitched for my team uh, and my program is that my my girls work just as hard as the guys do, and mm-hmm. they they deserve 
the respect of their peers and their uh, classmates just as much as the guys do. So don't wait until 7.30 to show up for the guys game. Uh, be there by 5.30 for the 6 o'clock tip for the girls game because they deserve your support. We bust our butt. We put our time in watching film. We put our time in lifting weights. We put our time in with practices and, and workouts and so forth and so on. And I think when you address it in that manner, I think you, if you handle it the right way, if you address it the right way, and you talk to the right kids, you're going to get a great response from your leadership in your school. I 100% agree with that um, on all levels. You know, one of the things that I tried to do last year, you know, this is my last year was my third year coaching sophomore boys. Um, this particular class that I had last year was very, very tight. So some of the guys that didn't play basketball, their friends played basketball and they would come to the games. And so it was kind of fun because we do like little write ups and the announcements the next day. And so I would put special shout out to, you know, Trevor Scott, Logan Johnson and, you know, uh, Andy for coming to the game and cheering loud and might have been an in town, you know, rather than an in-town rivalry game that we mm-hmm. played on a Monday or Thursday night that they were there. And one of the things that was kind of funny is they oftentimes would sit towards the top of the bleachers. I'm like, why don't you guys come down lower by the floor? Like, coach, if we're up top there, when we say it, it makes it sound like there's more more of us there. But they <laughs> went up there for the acoustics. Nice. Nice. I was like, I that, like that is sharp, my man. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. They're gonna be roadies for Molly Hatchet at some point, I think, then if they're if they're look if they're thinking that far ahead. So most likely. <laughs> <laughs> um uh along with that, uh, you know, and we kinda addressed it a little bit here, Tony. Uh we're asking for and trying to come up with ways to get uh people to be involved with our programs, but also, you know, we need to be supportive of, of other programs. And that was the other thing that we wanted to talk about. Uh, I know some of the things that I've tried to do to be supportive of, of other programs. And when I say other programs, and this kind of goes there, you know, it, it's pretty easy to go to the football games or the softball games because it's sports. But one thing I've always tried to do is to be supportive of the arts, uh, to be okay. supportive of the, you know, the musical or the one act plays or activities like that as well because those kids and those uh sponsors it it means just as much to them as basketball does to us uh Mm -hmm. so you know what are what are some things that you've done to try and be supportive of other activities and 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 kind of mesh the two you know that's that's a great point that you bring up there uh you know if if we want them to support us we have to reciprocate and, and support them and then the other thing on top of that's kind of a rule of thumb with me as well is I want my basketball kids to be multi-sport athletes. And so mm-hmm. if they're playing other sports in other activities, then I need to be at those too. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I've made my way to plays. I've made my way to the musicals, you know, and I've checked in. I, You know, as far as like, you know, with, with uh, speech and stuff like that, I haven't been there as in, in person as often, but I check in with those kids. Hey, yeah. how was the, you know, the speech deal that you were going what, what what rating did you get oh great job what what are, what are you in in speech you know uh just asking them various questions about that and then the other thing too is a lot of the times those kids are fundraising you know we, we've kind of touched on that a little bit yeah. you know buy a butter braid from them you know buy buy a 50 50 raffle ticket from them or whatever the case may be but yeah just make sure that you not only are supporting your athletes but you're also supporting the other students in your room and hopefully those other students are support you know the students supporting each other is so very big and then making sure you know that the 
you know, that the person that was at the head of the play or the musical or whatever the case may be sees you at those performances as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I went, you know, at my old job, um, the, the, the guy that was in charge of you know, a, a lot of the fine art stuff, um, especially like the musical and that type of thing, uh, one of the nicest compliments I've, I've ever gotten, um, and, and this guy did not give out compliments readily. Um, uh, let's just put it that way. Uh, but he came up to me one day and he, he said, Hey, you know, I, I really want to thank you. You are the only athletic coach that consistently comes to our productions. You know, every year I, I know you're going to come and support the musical and you're going to support the spring play. And I just want you to know that I really, really appreciate it. Ah, you could have bowled me over with a feather when he said that. I'm like, are you? did aliens take over your head here right now you know but uh, but i i think that i think that that's that's important to do um and you know a lot of times and and i kind of got this perspective from my from my uh, baby sister who was not an athlete um she was she was into the arts uh she and she played in the band and and all this other stuff and one of the things that she would say quite often is you know we're expected to to play at all these athletic events i'd really like to see the athletes come to one of our marching band competitions or something like that because you just take it for granted that the band is going to be at the football game on friday night or the basketball the pep band's going to be at the basketball mm-hmm. games in the winter and and things like that and i think that uh, a way uh, and in our school, it would be about half of our team would be in those <laughs> anyway, you know, but yep. at a bigger school like Kennedy, you know, if you took your kids and took them to a marching band competition in town, and if you found out, okay, hey, uh, the band's supposed to march at 1030 Saturday morning, uh, we're going to meet there at 1015 and we'll be done by 11. But just that toke, that, that that's showing up to show the band that, you know, the, the football team really appreci- appreciates what they do for the spirit of the games on Friday nights would be a really, really big thing to do. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it's a half hour, 45 minutes of your time on a Saturday morning when you probably would just be sleeping anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you pop in there, it just means a lot to them. And like you said, they're expected, oh, you know, marching band is going to be at the football game. The pep band is going to be at the basketball game. Mm-hmm. And it, it's important if those kids can go and, and do those things to reciprocate and do that give and take thing back. But mm-hmm. that is, it just builds a lot of goodwill both ways. Mm-hmm. I also, w- w- one thing I do try to do, um, and again, my school's smaller, so it's easier, but you know, I try to know the schedules of our kids. Uh, you know, softball got a game on Thursday night, so uh, it, it's you know, especially if it's out of town, I'm probably not going to go. But I can follow along on Twitter, and so mm-hmm. if if you, if you know, get your program on the Twitter account or or follow uh, the Twitter accounts of as many of your programs as you can, and you're following along, and you say, hey. You know, Tony Viss had two touchdowns in the JV football game on Tuesday night or whatever, and then Tony's coming into your class first period on Wednesday. Hey, Tony, I heard you had a couple TDs last night. Great job, man. And, and if you lead that without even them, you know, without even it coming up naturally, that means a lot to those kids as well in those other activities. It does mean a lot. And, you know, you mentioned Twitter, another thing, and there hasn't been a lot of positive that's come out of covid there's a lot more live stream events on social media out there as well. And if you can, you know, catch that, Hey, I know your game was in Dubuque, which is an hour and 15 minutes from here. So I didn't go in person, but I watched and Mm -hmm. you did a heck of a job. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else on our topics for tonight, Mr. Viss? 
you know, I think we hit a lot of the good things. I cannot think of anything else that I want to want to throw in there. Yeah, yeah. I know that's something, again, uh, for me, in year three, we've spent a lot of time with the forest, and now we're trying to, for better or worse, trying to go after some of those trees. And, mm-hmm. and this is one of those little, those, those little tree projects that I would like to address this year, and, and I think it's important that we as coaches, uh, uh, as we build our programs, to, to think about these things, to help build our programs and create the environments. Because there's nothing, uh, Tony, you know just as well as I do, and, and I know we're both biased, but man, a, a, a really, really intense high school game on a Friday night in front of a big crowd, it's it's hard to beat at the high school level. doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, no, does no. not get much better than that. And I think, Marty, what you're kind of talking about here is building community. Yep. You know, and we're wired that way. We're wired to be in community. And, you know, if you can do some of those things, it just goes a long ways and means so much, you know, to the adults in your building and to the, the kids in your building and just builds a lot of goodwill. And so, yeah, I, I can't emphasize enough the importance of supporting you personally as the coach, supporting other you know, whether it's the fine arts or other activities or whatever the case may be, um, it's just, it goes a long way. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching. And during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. All right, Mr. Viss, the time has come. It is is trivia time. I believe, I don't don't want to say much, but we've had two episodes, and I am 2-0. So, but but again, nobody... Nobody needs to be reminded that I'm ahead two to zero on this. One of so. my family members might have mentioned that uh, <laughs> yesterday. How in the world, Dad, did you not get Kobe right out of the gate? Um, <laughs> so they're now out of the will. <laughs> You're on your own, kid. Was it at least five dollars? Yeah. Anyway, was that uh, did that happen to be Brandon? It did happen. Brandon. Yeah, okay. Hey, Brandon, you're my favorite Viz child. I just want you to know that, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> you ready? I, I, I am ready. I'm ready. All right. Sue Bird became the all-time WNBA leader in playoff assist today. Okay. What former leader did she knock off that perch? How many guesses do I get? I'll go three. I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling generous. Okay, you're feeling three. Uh, um, number one, playoff assist, you said, correct? Playoff, yes. Playoff yes. assist. And she did it in 25 fewer games, by the way. Wow. Okay. I, I feel pretty confident about, I, about my first guess. You ready? Yeah. Becky Hammond? Ooh, really good guess, but no. <sighs> Gee, okay, now I'm in trouble. Um, I'm going to say 
Tamika Catchings. Ooh, another good guess, but not as good as the Becky Hammond one, but you're also incorrect there. Mm. Since you gave me a hint last week, I'm willing to give you a hint okay. on your third and final guess. Okay. This lady is a current Division One college basketball coach. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to... I'm going to go with, and, and I, I don't feel great about this, Tony, but Don Staley. Ooh, I was not thinking. No, that's a great guess, though. Mm. Okay. She's a current head coach in the Big Ten of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, Lindsay Whalen. Lindsay Whalen. Ah, didn't even think of her. Ah, darn it. Ah. I feel good with my my maiden victory. Oh yes, uh, go out into the driveway, jump, dump some champagne <laughs> on your head, and roll from there, buddy. So, Brandon, I'm sorry I let you down, man. <laughs> uh, sporting events. All right, uh, so two to one. Uh, Plum is still ahead of this here. Uh, that, that was a good question, though, Tony. That was a good one. So, thank you. Um, Sporting events that you're looking forward to this weekend. We are uh, uh, we're recording these on on Sunday nights, so we're just wrapping up the sporting weekend. Uh, most of the time, that's what we're going to aim to do. So we're recording on Sunday to drop on Friday. Uh, Mr. Viss, what are you looking forward to in the world of sport this week? I know in your your state that you currently live in, you thought college football began yesterday but i won't bring up that oh we still looking the wounds from that bring it onside up. kick up 11 bring anyway, it up all you want uh, week one of the college football season i'm really really pumped on that if, about that one um and then uh the WNBA playoffs kicked off today i don't know the uh the ace i'm sorry the the, the storm beat the aces today if i remember correctly mm-hmm. and then the other one we've got. They're the, playing right now. I think the sun. They're and the currently sky. on right yeah. now, so yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna ruin that with the sun yeah. and the sky. Mm-hmm. You but those are those are the ones that I'm looking forward to this week. Baseball still got like 40 odd games left, so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not as pumped about baseball this week. How yeah. about you? Uh, you know, you got to jump into the college football. You know, big time. We're gonna run into headlong. You know, this week. You know, I want to. You know, go back to that. Uh, the the Nebraska game, and you know that is. Um, you know the, the fine line of coaching. Um, yeah. If if they recover that onside fumble, what's the narrative, Tony? Um, what a genius! What a genius! Oh my gosh! How gutsy is he? He's just going out there and letting it loose, and yep. All he's gas, no breaks. Exactly, exactly. If they recover that, uh, the 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 narrative completely changes, um, and, and that's the that's the fine edge. I th- honestly think. Uh, again, in my opinion, uh, I thought I thought Frost handled it very, very well. He came out, he owned it right away. He didn't try to pass the buck. Uh, he said, "Yeah, it was my call. It didn't work." Um, you know, and you know, it's 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 like uh, my wife and I were talking about it. You know, sometimes you can kind of overthink yourself a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but I also understand where. Uh, he was coming from where he felt like, hey, we've got all this momentum on our side. Uh, we can really step on their throat right now. And if we were, if we recovered this uh, onside kick, that might be the backbreaker because we're feeling really, really good about ourselves at this point of the of the game. And it and it didn't work. And and so uh, and then they end up losing the game, and and the narrative completely changes because of that. Uh, but I I 
you know, very rarely is it that simple uh, uh-huh. as to as to one play or one decision. There were a lot of other things that happened in that game, but just the the fine line of the profession that we're in, and ultimately. Um, you've got to go with what you think is the best thing to do at that time. And sometimes you got to take some risks and sometimes you got to take some calculated risks. I mean, everybody, you know, I told my wife about when Sean Payton had that onside kick in the Super Bowl when he was with New Orleans, they started off the second half of the Super Bowl with an onside kick and everybody lauded that decision because they recovered it. But what if they don't recover it and Peyton Manning scores a touchdown and yada, yada, yada. It changes the momentum. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not trying to be you know, overly critical of Coach Frost. It was just one of those things where, you know, sometimes you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. You know, trying something, just just kick the ball deep. You've got plus 11, pin them, you know, back 20, 25-yard line and make them drive, drive it and, and, you know, run some clock or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, like you said, you know, it's either sometimes it's, you know, you're blank if you do and you're blank if you don't. Yep. And um, we've we've all been there. Uh, we've We've made great, clutch decisions we've made boneheaded clutch decisions and uh you know that's that's just we try to take the information that we have we try to do the most with it that we can at the time and and do the best that we can and and uh it's a long season it's a long season um you know the disappointing thing is for me um i'm gonna be honest with you you know, it, it's been one game and people are asking about his job security into this, you know, is he going to get fired after one game? And yeah, uh, come on. I mean, there's a human, there's a human behind it, you know, with a family and, uh-huh. and different things. And so, yeah, it makes it really, really, really hard when you have obviously the vast majority of your season ahead of you. And I'm sure, you know, I don't think anybody thought that Nebraska was going to win the national championship. You know, they still have a chance to go to a bowl game to have a winning season to win their half of the big 10 you know mm-hmm. and so yeah it's it's not time you know, it's not the titanic it's not going going down after one ball game yeah yeah um hey we'll, we'll see what happens you know we'll see what happens so uh just i just want to you know wanted to throw that out there and and uh you know just just some thoughts that we've had around our house the last 24 hours dealing with that stuff so yep um hey tony great episode again my friend loved it uh anything to add no, sir. I enjoyed it as well, Marty. It had some really good nuggets in there about the importance of building community and supporting one another. And, you know, it's just the right thing to do, and you want to be that example and, uh, you know, not ask anybody to do something that you yourself are not doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to leave it right there because we couldn't have ended it any better than that. So, uh, episode three of the coaching staff. We were talking about the supporting of other activities and getting your faculty, staff, and student body involved in, in your program. Uh, hope you folks have enjoyed it. Questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. If you've got any other thoughts about this, uh, you know, let us know. Tony, we got a couple of emails about the fundraising uh, one last week and uh, you know, just some really good feedback on that so far as well. So, uh, you know, coaches, the lines are always open, so let us know. So, uh, coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.